Hello, hello. How we doing on a wonderful Saturday morning golf show just gunning. No Sam McKee with me today. He made noise. He talked about maybe I'll call in at the end of the show. I haven't heard from him yet, so consider this a challenge to Sam McKee. If you're even awake at this time on a, on a lovely Saturday morning, maybe we'll hear from him later on in the show. Regardless, we have got a packed show. Very, very excited for the show ahead of us here. Obviously, got to talk a lot about this Tiger Woods meeting. He flew into Delaware, of all places, to have a meeting with the game's best players. We've got a Canadian in contention at the BMW Championship. We've got a great Canadian future player. We've, we're going to talk to you a little later on today and uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes time. Ryan Paul, tournament director for the CP Women's Open. That gets going next week at the Ottawa Hunt Club. And man, oh man, uh, it'll be a homecoming of sorts for Brooke Henderson. Her first time back there. I know she's gone back there, but her first time playing back there since winning the major. And uh, the first time they've been able to host that tournament uh, since 2019. Of course, everything going on with COVID and the pandemic. We know it was the first time the the RBC Canadian opens back here at St. George's. So I'm sure the folks in Ottawa are really, really fired up. As always, the golf show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive. Always love hearing from you guys on the text line, 590-590. Please include your name and location. Where are you teeing it? If you're getting out there this weekend, if you got out there this week, you played someplace cool, it's the place you play all the time, whatever it is, let me know about it. Always always love hearing from you guys about that on the text line. Again, 590-590, please include your name and location. I'm going to throw something else at you as well. If you have a favorite golf memory from this year, I don't know, maybe it was watching Brooke Henderson win a major. Maybe it was your time at the RBC Canadian Open. Maybe you're really excited to head out to the CP Women's Open next week. Or, and these are the stories I really want, did you have the shot of your life? Did you have the round of your life this year? Or maybe you saw something you'll never see again out there. If you have a great golf memory from this year, whether it's playing, watching, or whatever other way we enjoy this wonderful, wonderful game, uh, I'd love to hear from you there so 590 590 on the text line please include your name and location okay i don't have mckee with me today but you didn't think i was gonna leave you high and dry with no weather report you didn't think i would do that to you do you folks no i would never today great awesome 22 feels feels hot out there i was out there running around with the rug rat already he's pretty he's practicing the golf swing trying to make sure he doesn't slice it like i do and uh it's gonna be spicy out there so if you if you want to play i'd suggest earlier rather than later i'm sure your times are already set and uh we've given you all the tips for for beating the heat out there sunscreen guaranteed you're not tougher than the sun and uh lots of water is, uh, is as good a place to start as any tomorrow not looking as great we got an 80 percent chance of precipitation we have got a chance of thunderstorms tomorrow and uh, that that bleeds into Monday and Tuesday as well. So, hey, if you're uh, looking to get out there, I really, really hope that is happening for you today and you don't have a tea time scheduled for tomorrow. Because if you're in Toronto, I don't think uh, I don't think you're going to like your odds of, of getting out there, especially if there's a risk of thunderstorms. I, I always say this. I love playing new places. I got a chance to get out there and play a place I haven't played yet. Uh, I'm out in the Burlington area, so this is out in Hamilton. It is uh, one of the city of Hamilton's two municipal courses. This is King's Forest, a little more a little more of the crown jewel of the two, if you will. I love my time uh, out at Chidoke as well. 
But uh, Kings Forest, very challenging course, but it was very playable as well at the same time. A lot of area to miss it, especially miss it right, which is exactly what you know uh, I need to hear if, uh, if you've ever been unfortunate enough to, uh, to, to see my game. Really, really enjoyed it out there. Uh, and again, municipal courses run by cities, run by municipalities, townships whatever you want to call it, regions, it's really important to, uh, to grow the game and to keep the game uh, afloat. And look, you know, we, we see the, the amazing amount of Canadian talent we have. We see it continuing to, to grow. And this is, where, this is where the game presides. You know, Golf Canada is doing great things with RBC and the first tee, trying to have these junior programs, but you need places to run them. So I just want to say uh, very, very happy that I got a chance to get out there, play Kings Forest. And uh, if, you, if you have a chance to do so, if you are, if you are looking into that or you've, you've, uh, you've, it's been on your radar, uh, definitely worth uh, getting out there and checking it out. Oh, boy. I already got one text on the text line from a nameless texter and, uh, you know, from parts unknown. Bachelor party round from Matt. Oh, wow. He is really listening live. Bachelor party round at Tangle Creek. Let's go, baby. I have not heard of Tangle Creek. It sounds like there's going to be some tangling uh, involved there. I love to hear it. I've got out for some bachelor party rounds. Did one this year up in the Blue Mountain area. Always, always a ton of fun there. Uh, so thank you to Matt for texting in. And, hey, keep them coming in. 590, 590. Please include your name and location. All right. couple of things I, I've got to talk about here. First things first. FedEx Cup playoffs are, are rolling along. And I will just give a quick shout out. Corey Connor, seven under, one shot off the lead. Uh, firmly will be into the Tour Championship if he continues to play this way. Connors has had a great year. Would love to see him find himself in the winner's circle. Uh, there's going to be somebody in the winner's circle in Ottawa next week. It will not be Corey Connors. If I keep my fingers crossed, maybe it can be a Canadian. Ryan Paul, tournament director for the CP Women's Open, joins us now. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, first thing I, I want to start with you is just talk about the excitement. You know, I, I'm I'm not far from Toronto here where we had the RBC Canadian Open, and it was so exciting just to have the event back. I can only imagine uh, the, the buzz ar around the Ottawa area to have this event back. The, the energy is uh, it's at an all-time high for us for us right now. Our, our ticket sales are coming in. We're expected to have a, a record attendance uh, we're looking just a bit north of 70,000 versus uh, 55,000, which was our highest uh, the last time that we were at the, the Ottawa Hunting Golf Club. So I think it's it's fans just um, excited that golf is that professional golf is back in Ottawa and, and that the CP Women's Open is finally back after after two years of uh, of being on the sidelines with the the travel restrictions. Yeah, and I mean, look, we all we all understand the way the world went the last two years, but it is so exciting to to have the world's best back in back in our country teeing it up. And you know, we always talk about how important these events are, and it's a national championship, but they wouldn't happen if you didn't have the the title sponsor you did. Just how much does the partnership with with CP matter to to this tournament? CP has been has been an incredible partner uh, since they came on board in in 2014, and really to to stick with us and and stay committed to this to this event uh, over the years has been has been remarkable even through the the COVID and cancellations and what we went through in 2020 and 2021, and um, they they were they were right beside us uh, as we were talking about what 2022 was going to look like and saying you know we are going to blow this event out of the water we are going to make this the best CP Women's Open. Uh, that we have had to date by a long shot, and our our fans, the numbers are are trending that way. Uh, all the activities that we have going on, bringing the rink to the CP Women's Open, 
the birdies for Hart Hole, our, our elevated food experience with the Rest Ham Limited Fairway, our fan app. Uh, there's just there's a ton of things to do and and uh, really making it into a very special week. Wow, you uh, you just made me realize how long I've been doing this. I was actually at that event when CP was named as the title sponsor in 2014, and <laughs> I didn't think I'd been talking about golf for that long, uh, but apparently I have. So yeah, it's it's incredible. And look again, I, I I'll echo everything you just said corporate sponsorship is still so so important it's crucial and to have a partner like that that, that really believes and really steps up uh, I, I I just know how much it means to the tournament you mentioned it I have to talk to you about it the rink hole I remember when they first rolled this out at the Canadian Open the men's edition I remember thinking okay is this going to be a little hokey is this going to be a little cheesy how's this going to play on the broadcast Boy, oh boy, was I wrong about that. The rink hole is awesome. It's incredible. Uh, It just adds something different to the event. You know, golf is a quiet sport. We hold our applause until afterwards, but it is nice to have a a little bit of an environment where you can get a little loose and and get a little rowdy. Yeah, and I'll I'll say in in 2017, too, you were not an outlier um, (laughs) with maybe some, you know, uncertainty of what the rink was going to look like and even – uh, as one of the staff who, who helped put it together, there was a lot of nerve of how it was going to look. Was it going to present well? Was it going to be um, embraced by the fans? Was it just going to look a little too hokey? And it, and it really took off. And, and those who are at the RBC came open this year, uh, you can really see what that what that rink has become. And Quick, quickly, was, Ryan, I was I was inside the ropes for for the the final days there in the weekend, and my ears are still ringing from sitting in there <laughs> when Rory and Connors and all these guys rolled through. So I uh, yeah yes agreed with all that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just something, and then but just to go back to the fans on it that you know everyone was having a good time, you know the drinks were flowing and all that, but when the player was ready to address the shot. And, hit the ball it was dead silent and then as soon as they hit again it would it would go nuts so you've got this rowdy hole and the signature hole that's now going to live at both rbc Canadian open and cp women's open which is great but the fans that will be there um they'll be loud and excited but respectful too which is great so what hole what hole is it i imagine it's a it's a par three like they all have always been what what hole is it just so people know mm-hmm. we've uh yeah we're keeping the par three tradition going we're actually going to be on the 17th hole so uh it's going to be it's going to be loud it's going to be rowdy and uh i think the fans or the players who who score well on that hole especially on the weekend will uh will have some energy to feed off of going into the final hole yeah, I'm trying to think. I believe it was 16 at St. George's this year. And look, it's fun at any time, but uh, you got three or four holes left in a big-time tournament. You're trying to hold on with all that going on. Uh, it only adds to it. Uh, you, you mentioned a little bit of it, the elevated food experience. You know, something I have really loved about uh, about golf tournaments, and again, specifically the Canadian Open, is that they have done a great job, and it sounds like you guys are, are right there with them, if, if not even a little ahead. I know my buddy Adam Stanley is always talking about how great the food scene is out in Ottawa. You know, just how important is it to have – look, you know, no, there's nothing wrong with uh, grabbing a dog or a burger and scarfing it down, but it's nice to have uh, some, some more elevated or potentially eclectic options. Uh, what's going on with the food initiatives you guys have? Yeah, well, we were very fortunate to, to partner with uh, a company called Recipe Unlimited, and they have a, a chain of restaurants uh, that everyone would be familiar with. And, and who's coming to the CP Women's Open this year is the Peg, Burgers Priest, and, and St. Hubert. And oh, yeah. uh, we've really taken these restaurants and built out a, 
an excellent food pavilion and, and experience and all of our other partners will will have their uh, expo tents up and and promoting their brands and lots of seating and, and excitement and things going on and it's right by the range in the tent hole so and you can get a little bit louder and take a break from the action and have a have a bite and then and then head back out, out on the golf course yeah, I think it is just really crucial to have those experiences because, look, you know, I, I'm a sicko. I can just pick a group, follow them around, walk the whole course. I need a bottle of water, and I'm good to go. I just want to watch golf. But if I bring my kid and I bring my family with me, you know, maybe we need a place to stretch the legs and stretch the lungs a little bit where we can get a little uh, a little louder and not just at the rink. It, it's been great to kind of have these, these experience added to tournaments because, again, there will always be people who want to just go – watch a golf tournament because they love the game of golf and that is still the target market for for somebody who is pitching you know selling a golf ticket but the thing i am always telling to people is if you are at all curious you get to be outside hopefully you got some great weather you go with some good friends you're walking around a beautiful piece of property and it can be for people who are not just the the pure golf enthusiasts and that that is the thing i am constantly preaching at people about about how amazing the these events are Uh, absolutely we've we've really tried to turn our open championships into more than a golf tournament and a a sports and entertainment property and and certainly with the rbc canadian open and the success that we had this year with the golf and the rink and the food and the concerts and that um cp we're doing we're doing the same things with our rink and food another area that we've really built out between the 16th and 18th holes the cp has hard family zone so lots of activities for kids of all ages and like you said when you have your kids with you walking around and some can see a few groups go through and like is there anything else we can do for a bit you can step <laughs> away play some games we got infant toddler youth games uh different things to do and then you can go back out and and watch some golf so um anything that we can that we can put together to to elevate the experience for spectators while they're on site and really keep everyone here a little bit longer. You know, you really want to make a day out of coming to the CP women's open. There's lots of golf, lots of great players to, to see and now lots of activities too. So looking looking at the the tournament as a whole, I mean, obviously Brooke Henderson is the headliner in this country. She's a headliner nationally coming off the, the major win, but what is the, the strength of field looking like for the tournament this year? It's a uh, it's a best versus best field like it always is for us. We have 18 of the top 20 players Amazing. on the LPGA Tour money list coming out next week. Uh, and get, you, know, you name her, she's coming. It's uh, it's great. And <laughs> Jin Young Ko, world number one. Or I think we've got the numbers. It's 1,093 day champion or defending champion that she's held on to the <laughs> to the trophy for with the cancellations. Uh, Three time champion Lydia Ko. Uh, the quarter sisters obviously no need no introduction. Lexi Thompson, it's uh, it, it's going to be a great field and uh, really anyone's tournament to win. Yeah, I, look, I, I know you have to be impartial. You're a tournament director here, but let, let's talk <laughs> about the home game for Brooke. She's coming off the major. Obviously, you know, Smith's Falls is home, but Ottawa is as close as it comes for her. I, I, I It's just got to be really cool to have her coming back to town, and it'd be cool regardless, but the fact that she's, you know, uh, what, two months removed from her most recent major win, I, I just imagine that adds a, a little bit of buzz as well. Yeah, and she she's playing really good golf, and obviously the Evian <laughs> Championship win has is, is been the kind of headliner of, of what her year's been, but even a top-ten finish at, at the Women's British Open last week, or a couple weeks ago, and every 
it seems like every tournament this year it's a top 10 finish which um you got to really step back and think wow that is that is some incredible golf that that she continues to play and you almost start to take it for granted like yeah it's another top 10 for brooke um but it's her game is at a is at a great level right now and, and she was out here yesterday and i think how excited that she is to be to be back in ottawa and have the cpums open back on the schedule so i think her um the energy that she has is, is perfect right now for, for a national open. Yeah. And uh, like you said, uh, it's gotta be a good place to be about somebody's golf career when uh, top 10 is a uh, ho-hum, just another one of those <laughs> uh, la- last one before I let you go. And I don't want to take any of the excitement away from Ottawa. I know it's going to be a great week there, but I'd be remiss if I didn't notice this is a championship that moves around a little bit. It was at Magna in Aurora the last time it was played. I believe it's going to Shaughnessy in 2023. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to compare and contrast, but just what are the benefits of having a championship that moves all around the country? We know the men's championship, uh, for obviously plenty of financial reasons, does tend to be you know centered in the Toronto area. What do you think the benefit is to to having a CP Women's Open that does move around a little bit? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a great question. The the two things that I love about the CP Women's Open and, and that we can move around is is one we bring in the we're bringing professional women's golf and high caliber women's golf to all over the country and going to these various markets and really you know allowing people in every province to get a chance to see Brooke Henderson and Nellie Corda and and the stars of the LPGA live, uh, which is great. It also allows us to. As, can- as Canadians to show off all the great golf courses that we have in this country and really put all of them on the map and what golf is like uh, across the country on the map. The other one, and, and really the biggest reason why we do move around uh, with our title sponsor CP and, and their their major pillar for being a title sponsor of this event is the charity side. So um, to go into these markets and, and partner with the Children's Hospital uh, and a new one every year is, is great and just make a, a sizable donation and, and make a, a serious difference uh, in these hospitals across the country is um, is important for us, too. No, that's that's uh, really important. And that's well said. And I do think the charity aspect is something that uh, slides under the radar for a lot of people. So I'm happy you uh, you brought it up at the end there. Uh, Ryan, based on this conversation, I think you know who I'm cheering for uh, next week, but I'm cheering <laughs> for you to have a great tournament. And I don't think you need any help from me. Sounds like you guys are ready to rock. Uh, I cannot wait to uh, to see how it rolls out next week. And I'm cheering for the weather gods to uh, to give us a favorable, <laughs> uh, favorable week. Well, always are. I don't know. Do your dance, pray, whatever it is you got to do, Ryan. Keep the clouds <laughs> away. Uh, there he goes. Ryan Paul, tournament director, CP Women's Open. Uh, love talking to tournament directors, man. They got their hands full. They got a lot of hats you got to wear. You got to come on and be a media guy with me. Uh, luckily for Ryan, this didn't happen. But when I had the tournament director on for the RBC Canadian Open, Brian Crawford, uh, my connection dropped. So he had to actually host the show for a second while I, I came back on. Uh, uh, luckily for Ryan, that didn't happen, although the guy's got great chops. Uh, you, you could tell. Uh, as he mentioned, tickets still available if you're out in the Ottawa area or you're curious and making a, a little trip there. Ottawa Hunt Club is, is going to play host. Brooke Henderson, uh, far and away the fan favorite there. Somebody else who's going to play in that tournament. I'm going to talk to her in just a moment's time here. Monet Chun, 2022 Canadians Women Am Champion. Also runner-up at the U.S. Women's Am just a couple of weeks ago. Big 10 singles champ. She has been on a roll lately. So we're going to talk to Monet in just a couple of minutes time. But I did want to quickly get my licks in on this Tiger Wood meeting. And I was talking about Corey Connors and the awesome start he, he's off to. Uh, I'll update the BMW in just a second. But in terms of this Tiger Woods meeting, 
It's very interesting to me that this is the role Tiger is effectively holding in the game. He's worn a lot of hats. He's been the child prodigy. He's been the unstoppable force when he was, you know, winning at Pebble by 11 strokes and winning the ma- winning his first Masters by the amount he did. He's been that guy. He's been the loner on tour when he kind of pushed everybody away and had no friends. He has been the guy lost in the wilderness trying to find it. There was a time where it looked like his whole role in the game was going to be having guys to his restaurant to take pictures with him after they won tournaments. There was the guy who came back and won the 2019 Masters and will never, ever not have that moment. And now there's this almost elder statesman tiger. He hasn't played a PGA Tour event, I think, in over two years. I was talking to Jason Sobel about this yesterday. I think that's what he had said. But he is still far and away the biggest cheerleader of the tour. Now, my buddy Sam McKee always says, oh, yeah, how hard is it to say this is where I made a billion dollars? Just win all the tournaments like I did and you'll be fine. But I don't think that's what it's about for Tiger. It's about keeping the tournaments that matter mattering. In 20 years' time, Tiger Woods still wants the Arnold Palmer to really, really matter. In 20 years' time, he still wants his tournament at Riv to really matter, the Genesis Invitational now. He wants all of these events to continue to have clout long after Tiger Woods is is done playing golf. And hold your jokes about he already is. He might be. That's what this, I think, is all about for Tiger. And if you have this fractured tour where guys are playing in some events and the Arnold Palmer is still great because, you know, I could just, if you have all these names at the top of the leaderboard, you're, you're happy. Adam Scott, Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Young, Corey Connors, Jordan Spieth, you're happy. You're you're very happy with that. But if you don't have Dustin Johnson and you don't have Cam Smith and you don't have other notable players, Bryson, Brooks, if you don't have those guys, it does lose a little bit of the clout. And I think that's just what it all is back to Tiger. And I can't help but agree with him. I know it's easy to say because I'm me and I always agree with Tiger. But this is the way professional golf will be at its best. I keep going back to it. I wasn't there for the WHA and the NHL, but I guarantee you it wouldn't be better if half of the world's best players played in the KHL or the Finnish League right now. It just wouldn't be. You would not like it the same. And that's the way golf is trending. People always throw at us the idea of, oh, it's like the IndyCart split. Again, not going to pretend I was there for it, but it's an important it's an important distinction to go back and look at of what happens when a sport splits in two. Generally speaking, it's never, ever good from the perspective of people who watch the sport. Some athletes, good on them. They'll get their money, sure. And some guys are going to get rich off of it, absolutely. But in terms of you who loves to watch the game, I just, there's no way it's going to be better off. All right. I've talked about this for 100 years, and I probably will again. Still no sign of Sam McKee, so I would not expect uh, to, to hear from him before the day is done. Also, 590-590, please include your name on the, on, the te- on the text line here. Good morning. Love the show. I work on the Greens crew at Midland Golf and Country Club. I'm currently rolling the greens ahead of the club championship. We'll be returning this afternoon to enjoy the course and have some beers. That's from Roy. 
Salute to you, Roy. Me and McKee are always shouting out our grinders when we do the morning show. If you work on the greens crew, you are definitely a grinder. Love that. Club championship season. You better have those greens roll them right. Boys are going to be talking to you. I'm sure you have them roll them well. Uh, thank you so much for the text, Roy. 590, 590. Please include your name and location. Coming up next, going to talk to a very, very promising young woman in the world of Canadian golf and golf in general. 2022 Canadian Women's Amateur Champ, USAM runner-up, Monet Chun is going to join us next. Brent Gunning here on The Golf Show. As always, The Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Golf Show continues next. More Leafs, more Raptors, more Blue Jays. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Ailish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru. Legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Very, very pleased to be joined by my second guest today. I'm by myself. I don't have a key with me. I had to call in some of my friends, and maybe friend is way too formal. Uh, but I'm proud to know you, Monet. Uh, Monet Chun, 2022 Canadian Women's Amateur Champ, USAM runner-up. Monet, thanks for taking the time this morning. How are you doing? Good. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, Monet, we got a chance to play together at a Canadian uh, Team Canada event earlier this year. And I just have to congratulate you because I figured you watching my terrible swing or maybe you just averted your eyes from it all day would have like put a hex on your golf game. But you've been on an absolute heater this summer. So first off, just congrats to you on an amazing summer. Yeah, thank you so much. So in terms of, I, I just want to talk to you about this run you've been on. I mean, look, this can go back to the Big Ten Championships. You win the individual title there. Does it feel like your game's kind of hitting another level? I mean, I, I know you've had good, strong results before, but all of this just feels like a completely different animal. Big Ten Championship, Canadian Women's Am, going all the way to the final of the U.S. Am. Do, do you feel like your game's kind of really growing, or is it just kind of what you've always expected of yourself? I mean, I definitely think it's gone much better in the past couple months, um, but I did feel the whole semester I was at school, it was kind of on the right track. So it just feels like everything's coming together right now. Yeah, that, that's great to hear. I can only imagine how, how nice that is to kind of see everything coming together. So I, I want to go back to the, to the Women's AM Championship with you. That's a, a stroke play event you sleep on a six shot lead. I'm sure you've slept on leads before. I don't know if any of them have been that big or at tournaments this big. We always hear from people of, Oh, sleeping with the lead is a tough thing to do. What was going through your mind? Were you thinking about it at all heading into that final round? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, it's a little bit of a bigger lead. So I was a little bit more comfortable, I think going into the final round, but um, definitely need some nerves there, especially coming down the last stretch. Um, it was pretty close, so I would say, yeah, there was definitely some nerves coming 
I I gotta say, Monet, uh, there were there. I was on a couple of text chains that day, and uh, the boys were living and dying with uh, every putt as we were following along on the score bug there. So I can only imagine what it was like for you, because uh, we we were all pulling for you. Uh, obviously, the U.S. Women's Am it has a stroke play component and a match play component. Is there one of those you feel more comfortable in? I imagine at university there there's a fair amount of match play a, a, as well. How how comfortable are you in match play versus stroke play? Yeah, so uh, I think my game is pretty well set up for match play. Um, but we don't really do too much match play in college events until the nationals. So um, unless you make it to the match play nationals, you don't get to play too much throughout the year. Um, but I do definitely am, I think I'm a stronger match play player than a stroke play player. Is it, do you think that's just because you kind of have the tendency to have kind of boom or bust holes? Or do you think it's something about your, your mentality that sets up better for match play versus stroke play? Um, I think a little bit of mentality, but also just I I tend to make a lot of like clutch putts on the golf course, and yeah, um, own it, it, it definitely makes an impact on yeah, it definitely makes an impact on my opponent. I think sometimes so, just making a lot of good up and downs and a lot of putts out there. That's uh, that that's awesome. So you you go to the USAM final there and. First things first, 36-hole match play. I can only imagine what a grind it is. I know they give you guys a break. They don't make you play them all right in a row. But, man, what what a grind was that to, to go through? I, you know, I know the match didn't get all the way to the end there. You battled to, to really extend that thing. Just mentally, what, what's that like? I mean, people have played two rounds of golf in a day, none of them with the stress you've had on you uh, in a USAM final. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some stress there, but uh, I just try to enjoy my time as much as possible, especially that during that break in between. I had some people fly out to watch me, so definitely it was nice just to talk um, and I have some fun with them. Uh, and I, I mean, I just enjoyed myself uh, throughout the whole time. So at a certain, like, obviously you're in that match, you want to win, but... I I would think at a certain point in time, you're also sitting there going, man, it's pretty amazing. I'm in the USAM final. Like how much of it was I'm playing with house money. This is great versus no, I'm still locked in. And I, I really want to win this thing. Obviously you're a competitor and you want to win, but how much of it was, wow, I, I kind of can't believe I'm here or cause you just won the Canadian women's AM. Feel free to tell me, no, I expected to be there, Brent. Um, I think a little like 50, 50 um, throughout the whole week. It was definitely um, shocking every single day trying to win my matches and kind of make it through. Uh, me and my mom would talk on the golf course like it's just so great to be here and so good to have the experience out here. Um, but I, it's definitely a little bit shocking. I made it to the final match here now, um, but it was good. I, I definitely enjoyed myself. So you mentioned mom caddying. I, I, I believe you had a comment about you wouldn't want to do have been pushing the clubs up the hill on seven. So good to mom for, yeah. for that one there. How much, what's the conversation like with mom caddying? Because I believe, I, I could be wrong, correct me, at school you have people, coaches walking with you. I imagine they're helping you select clubs. How much is mom involved in pulling numbers, giving you yards? Is she there for moral support, a little bit of it all? What What's the dynamic like between you two on the course? Yeah, um, I'm mean, pretty good. We have good conversations on the golf course. She doesn't really help me too much on the golf side of things, but... Um, just definitely trying to keep me calm throughout the whole thing and um, just telling me to enjoy the moment for sure. Um, and yeah. on the golf course uh, in school, yeah, she, uh, the golf coaches definitely helped me out there. So that's that's good. 
So was it was it a little different not having ha- having that voice again? Your your mom's still there, but like you said, she's more there for kind of moral personal support. Was it a little different, kind of having to? And you know, I I'm sure you're pulling your own clubs all the time, but was it a little different not having that voice uh, of a coach to to bounce things off of? Um, I I think it was okay for this week. Um, I definitely like playing kind of my own game and. I like to think about my shots um, independently, so I didn't think I had too much trouble on the golf course. That, that's good to hear. Uh, the golf course that, that you played the the, the U.S. Women's at uh, Ch- Chambers Bay, obviously a, a pretty notable one. We've seen U.S. Opens played there. What what was your what were your thoughts on the golf course uh, on TV? It looks really funky, a lot of big bunkers and odd sight lines. Well, what did you make of the course itself that you played? Yeah, I mean, uh, great golf course. I, I think you've got it pretty spot on. <laughs> it's kind of funky with a lot of bunkers and a lot of little hills on the greens and stuff. But uh, honestly, just like everywhere on the golf course, great views with the water by um, right by the golf course. And yeah, it's just this is an incredible golf course to play. So if if I had to ask you, and feel free to tell me this is not a fair question, and you're going to give me a couple. And also, mm-hmm. these are questions I did ask you when we played together, but I think the audience at large would be interested here. What is your favorite golf course that you played? Obviously, you've played some great courses in your college golf career. You you just played at Westmount, I know, for, for the Canadian Women's Am, Chambers Bay. Uh, you're going to be at the Ottawa Hunt Club, I believe, next week. What are what are some of your favorites that you've played, or is there one course that stands out? I don't know. Maybe it's Summit. You you tell me. Yeah. Um, I mean, Summit's pretty nice. I've been there for quite a long time, and I don't think there was any other golf course that really stood out to me like Summit. But... Um, I played Pinehurst number two this past summer or this summer, and I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, a lot of tricky spots out there, so a lot of fun to play. Oh man, not Pinehurst! I'm just thinking like all the tight lies and little clippy chips you yeah. have to hit. Oh man, that's just like it makes me un unnervy. Um, for people who don't know, tell us a little bit about your game. Uh, a couple more questions here for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your game. What's your strength? Uh, do you have a weakness, an area you're trying to clean up? You you did brag a little, and I loved you for it that you make some clutch putts from time to time. What what's your game like? What's the scouting report on you, Monet? Um, I mean, I definitely think. My game has gotten much better, um, just technical-wise, in the past year. Um, I'm pretty consistent off the tee, and um, I think stronger around the greens with like chipping, um, and then pretty good black putter. So that's what, that's helpful when I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, last one before we let you go, uh, and you you are playing next week at the CP Women's Open, right? Yes, I am. So that's that's your first pro tournament, I believe. What's that going to be like for you? I mean, obviously, it's a national tournament. Obviously, you know, Brooke Henderson's going to be there uh, fresh off of a major win. I know you're worried about your own game. What are your expectations? What are your, uh, your, your feelings heading into that week? I'm sure it's a really exciting one for you. Yeah, um, I, I don't really think I'll have anything right now until I actually get there. It's probably going to hit me when I all get there, but I'm definitely excited to just play with some of the professionals, just go see Brooke Henderson. I think I'm probably going to watch more golf and I'm going to play more golf, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, That's awesome. And last one, and please, I want you to be honest with me, Monet. I know you're being nice, but I want you to be honest. The boys have been calling you Money Monet when you bake big putts and doing a money sign gesture with their (laughs) fingers. Do you like that, or should we stop that right now? 
Oh, love that. That's great. Okay. All right. Money Monet. Uh, Monet, thank you so much for taking the time. I thoroughly enjoyed playing with you. Uh, I would have been cheering for you regardless. Uh, anytime a Canadian's doing something in this game, I am I am always cheering for them. But the fact that I uh, I did get to play with you a little earlier this summer just makes me feel a little more personal. So thank you so much. I'll be cheering for you in Ottawa this week. Thanks, Monet. All right. Thank you. There she goes. Monet Chun. Beast. Money Monet. Uh Canadian Women's Am champ this year, U.S. Women's Am runner-up this year. Two Canadian women have won the U.S. Am before, but only one other woman has lost in the finals like Monet. That is the aforementioned Brooke Henderson. I just wanted to use the platform to let you all know a little bit about a, a bright Canadian star in this game. Quite frankly, if a dude had the resume this summer that, that Monet had, we would never stop talking about them. And, hey, it's it's possible. The USAM for men is continuing right now. So maybe someone will, will shock us there. But you have the, the summer that Monet has had. I, I wanted to give her some shine on here on the program. So uh, please check her out uh, going into her junior season at Michigan there. She won the Michigan or the Big Ten individual championship. They won the team championship. Uh, the future is very, very bright there. Obviously, like we mentioned, a big, big week in Canadian golf next week. That's because the CP Women's Open will be back in Ottawa at the Ottawa Hunt Club. Uh, from everything I've heard from people who got a chance to play there earlier this summer, the place is pristine. I've been following along with my boy Adam Stanley. He's been uh, he's been all over the place, and it looks wonderful. That's going to be a really really exciting week uh, for Canadian golf. Pulling for Monet. Pulling for my girl Brooke Henderson. I, I still maintain when Brooke won in Regina. I think it was in 2018. It was a great moment. It was awesome. The fact that it was in a snowstorm and she had borderline snow pants on makes it more Canadian and, and quite frankly, a little bit better. But I need her to win one in primetime, just like she did uh, when she when she won her major at the Evian just uh, just about a month ago. 590-590 is the text line. Please include your name and location. Want to keep hearing from you guys. I got this one. Patrick from Caledon, teeing off at 12 at Mayfield. Trying to break 90 for the first time. Says it's only a second year golfing. Patrick, I've been grinding in the lab for like half a decade and I can't crack past 90. So if you do, good on you. Absolutely love hearing from that. It's important to have a goal. This is why golf is the best game. Because we always, always, always have a goal. Patrick, you sneak in there at 89 you're immediately going to start hunting that 85. And I know that's how it'll be for me if one day I am ever able to crack that mystical barrier of, of 90. FedEx Cup playoffs continuing. Second to last event right now. Only one Canadian currently is set up to make it to the the Tour Championship, and that would be Corey Connors. He is having an incredible week. He is just one shot back of leader Adam Scott. So he is tied for second. And uh, he's got some big names. He's, he's got to duke it out with this weekend. Jordan Spieth, Cameron Young, and Scotty Scheffler. Obviously, Spieth and Scheffler have accomplished a ton. Cameron Young, if you haven't been paying attention, this guy is a big-time player. He made an eagle to on, eight, on the 72nd hole of the Open Championship to just, just, just eek ahead of Rory there. This guy has got some big, big-time game. Only a matter of time until he picks up a win. Only a matter of time until he wins a big, big tournament. And Adam Scott, turning back the clock there, I'm sure he's wearing 77 different uh, different colors of brown and taupe out there. Uh, that's been his look these days. Good on him. Uh, it is funny how, how a guy like that can find it and 
come on, you know I'm not going to not mention it. Rory McIlroy lurking just two off the lead. Xander Shoffley also a part of that T6. Patrick Cantlay part of that T6. I mean, look, it's the playoffs. They've been eliminating guys as we go. I understand it. It's going to be a loaded leaderboard. But man, oh, man. Uh, it's setting up for a great, great weekend at the BMW. As far as the other Canadians go, Adam Hadwin having a good week so far. He is T22, so just outside the top 20. The thing for Hads is he's going to need a monster weekend. He's projected right now, if the tournament finished as it currently is constituted, he would be, he'd be at 55 on the FedEx Cup. He's got to get inside the top 30. I would imagine, uh, very quick math, he's got to get himself into the top five at the very least uh, to have a chance. Same goes for the other Canadians who are still fighting it out. Taylor Pendrith, he's having a good week. He's bumped himself up in the playoff standings. Uh, he is also tied for 22. Uh, that would bump him up to 59 in the FedEx Cup ranking. So, look, uh, still a lot of work for, for Pendy to do there. And uh, the the lone other Canadian that, uh, that has survived to this point in the FedEx Cup playoffs is Mackenzie Hughes. He is tied for 50th even, even so far uh, on the the tournament although he is one under today there Hughes has actually dropped a couple of spots he would be down to 57 if uh, it's stuck as it currently was stuck but guess what still a lot of golf to play Hughes early on in his third round he is at five he's through five uh, even on the day and uh, again uh, still well well back a lot of work to do and uh, somebody else uh, floating around near the bottom of that leaderboard is Tony Finau this guy has been on an absolute run and it's so funny with golf how quickly it can go and that's that's why you got to strike when the iron's hot. And look, I'm not saying Finau can't pull it together next week at a golf course that's going to be completely different at East Lake. But it is just, it's amazing. The guy's been lights out. He can't miss for two weeks. And all of a sudden, he's, uh, you know, just kind of scuffling along. He posts 77 on the first day of the tournament. 68 gets it back. But uh, it's amazing what one bad round can can do for you there. Another thing that, that I did want to mention. So it will be the Tour Championship next week. That goes at East Lake. It's so funny, little tweaks that can be made that just change so much. And I don't know how many people will remember this, but at East Lake, they used to end with a really long, it was like, well, it's, this isn't even, this is a whole other bugaboo of mine. This is a, this, a, it, this used to be a really long par three at like 220, 210. But now that's just what par threes are on the PGA Tour. That used to be the finishing hole at East Lake. Then they flip the nine. So now 18 is that great hole where you drive it down to the, it's not quite water all the way across, but the lake or pond that cuts in, well, I guess it's a lake. It's called East Lake that cuts in right in front of the green. You got to be careful with the drive. Pretty much everybody will have a chance to go for it for Eagle as long as the wind isn't really messing with you. I love a par five closing hole, especially one where Eagle should never be easy. But Eagles should absolutely be in play if you're going to finish with a par five. And that's what I love about what they've what they've done at, at Eastlake there. Uh, again, the BMW Championship being played in Wilmington, Delaware. So for anybody wondering, why did Tiger Woods fly in Delaware? That's why. Because that's where all the PGA Tour's best are this week. I asked you earlier on the text line, 590-590, please include your name and location. For your best golf memory this year, and I'm trying to think if I have one that jumps out to the top of my head. I have the best golf shot I've hit this year. It was a five-wood 
and I'm a natural slicer of the ball. I was buried in right trouble, and I just said, if I go with the slice and trust it, I should be able to sling this five wood under some trees, advance it to the front of the green. That's exactly what I did. I was able to do that. Uh, that's the one that's sticking out to me right now. In terms of memories, watching golf this year, far and away, easiest year that this has been able to, to happen for me. I have two that stick out, and it's impossible to separate them. One I saw with my own eyeballs, being inside the ropes and chasing around Rory and Connors and seeing the mayhem at 18 at St. George's. That was a moment that I don't know that I, I think the lone thing that will be able to top that moment will be if I'm in a similar position when a Canadian, and I said when, because one day a Canadian man will win that tournament again. That was just such an incredible scene. Golf doesn't often give you those big feels and the big swings of emotion, or it can give you the emotion, but you rarely get to be part of it in a crowd like that. That was just incredible. And then the other one that jumps out to me is watching Brooke win her major. Steps up. Big, big moment. Barry's birdie on 18. Barely fist pumps. Goes and celebrates with her sister because that's who Brooke Henderson is uh, to pick up her second major. Seeing that one was incredible. I wasn't there in person, though. That was in Evian, France. So uh, that would have been quite the trip. I don't think Sportsnet 590 The Fan has that uh, inside inside the budget there. So those have been the two that have that have jumped out to me. Uh, and again, I, I want to echo this. If you are at all in the Ottawa area, if you are at all looking to get out there and go for a trip, go check out the CP Women's Open at the Ottawa Hunt Club. I have never had a bad time at a golf tournament. I've been to the Canadian Open at a many different venues. I've been at Glen Abbey. I've been in Hamilton. I've been at St. George's. I've, uh, I haven't been there for the Open yet, but I got to check out Oakdale Golf and Country Club last year, which is going to host next year's Open. And there's never been a bad day. It's impossible to have a bad day if you got good weather when you go out to a golf tournament. So uh, if you're at all looking for a getaway, hey, uh, as my co-host McKee would say, we're in the Sunday of summer here. It's winding down. So why not make a little trip to Ottawa? Go check that out. Really want to thank both of our guests today. Ryan Paul, tournament director with the aforementioned CP Women's Open. He joined us to tee up that tournament. Tickets still available. Brooke Henderson going to be there. A big, big, big Canadian contingent. Also want to thank uh, Money Monet. Monet Chun, the 2022 Canadian Women's Am Champ, finishes the runner-up at the U.S. Women's Amateur Championship. Uh, she's had an incredible summer. It seems like she has a really, really bright, bright future ahead of him. We only have one week left on the golf show. Ne this was the penultimate edition. Next week is the final one. We're going down the final stretch. Nandino, we're going down 18 at Augusta, hitting it through that tight shoot. I imagine we're going to talk to Adam Stanley, and I'm going to coax my boy Sam McKee out of his summer hiatus. You better believe I'm making him talk to you all on the last golf show of the year. Thank you so much to our boy, my boys, David and Derek. Keep me on the air behind the glass. Thank you so much to you on the text line, 590-590. Please include your name and location. Always love hearing from you. The golf show is back next week for our final edition. Golf show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive go Corey connors at the bmw golf show will be back live programming continues right now on sportsnet 590 the fan